When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I try to pick teams that the, the schemes help the players, specifically the quarterback, right? So like the Detroit Lions, you know, we all know, obviously, you know, the LA Rams dumped golf after, you know, one or two bad seasons, right? He's, he's a limited quarterback. He's very good. He does certain things well, but he's very limited. You know, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? He's not Josh Allen. Right. So what the Lions did scheme-wise, you know, whether it be in their play action and their drop back or their screen game to help him out is something like, okay, they got a career year out of this guy. What did they do to help him? And those types of coaching points and scheme variations are things that do apply to the high school level very directly. Our guest today on The Passing Lab is Bobby Peters, and he's somebody I met when he was doing some writing for us when I was at USA Football. So I started to learn of him as somebody who is a detailed researcher of the game and does a great job being able to write about it, but he's also coaching as well. Tell us a little bit more about our guest today on The Passing Lab. Bobby is a great writer. He does a great job of taking complex information, making it simple for his readers. But one of the things that kind of, I've known Bobby for a little while, one of the things that draws me to him is Bobby is, is not just an internet technical X's and O's writer, he also coaches the game. And that's kind of a cottage industry now, is these guys that write technical articles about football and a lot of people are interested in that, but they don't really come at it from a coach's perspective. Well, Bobby being a high school coach kind of understands where coaches are coming from and the things that are interesting to them. Uh, and he takes these complex NFL concepts and makes them easy to understand and something we can apply even at our level. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast, or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. All right, guys, I want to welcome to the pod Bobby Peters. A lot of you guys, anybody that's involved with internet football, I think is aware of who Bobby is. He's one of the most followed guys out there and really well known for a series of books he's been doing for a while now where he breaks down NFL offenses. I know for me, it is a part of, it's an off-season ritual now that I'm going to buy whatever he puts out as soon as it's you know goes on pre-sale. So I've got a whole library of his books now. We'll get into that. Bobby's also a ball coach. Okay? He's an assistant coach at Providence Catholic in Illinois. 
And so, you know, things he's going to talk about, we're going to talk about here are not just for, you know, guys that are NFL guys that want to watch or listen to NFL football. I think this stuff is applicable to high school, and I know it has helped us. And uh, I've got a lot out of Bobby's stuff, and we're super excited to have him on the show. Bobby, welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk. Let's jump right in. I love your book series, all right? And, I, and I'll promote it to anybody. I think they're awesome. I think that anybody that would downplay the resource of having the ability to just have a breakdown of a team in your hand for a very small price, that's something we've been doing for years and years. It takes an enormous amount of time. And so some of the teams that we have broken down, you've done breakdowns. And so, you know, I'm going to match it up and be like, all right, what did Bobby come up with? How did he organize this? And it's always been spot on with what we've done. So if you tell me, so I've got in my hand right now, uh, Bobby's Detroit Lions, 2022 Detroit Lions complete offensive manual. And so just to give you guys an example, I may have watched three or four, you know, clips of the Lions all season long. I live in the South. If there's a game on, it's the Falcons or the Saints or the Titans. And I'm working on footballs on Sundays. So I would have no idea about the good stuff that the, the Lions did. Well, now all of a sudden, I'm knee deep in researching all these different Lions pass cuts and the stuff they're doing because Bobby puts the resource out there. So that's my little quick spiel about how great this is. But Bobby, how did you get involved in this? This kind of became an industry of its own. Like, how did you get the idea for this series and kind of how did it evolve? When NFL Game Pass came out, I think I was in college. I think it was like you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago-ish. You know, just having the ability to, to see it, the coaching film in the NFL was incredible, you know. And I was like, man, I wish I had the time to go through all this. And it was always like, man, I wish somebody did, like, breakdowns of this stuff, right? Like, you don't have to have their playbook if you have someone who, who knows what they're doing and is watching it. And, you know, I graduated college and found uh, an, an ability to self-publish a book. And I'm like, well, if I can self-publish this, I could write whatever I want. You know, even if two people buy it, this is something I'd be doing anyways. So I kind of took my off-season study as a coach and kind of just wrote it down and put it into a, a PDF and started submitting it to Amazon. And it's kind of grown, obviously, you know, over the last four or five years to what it is now and hopefully continues to grow too. But it's something that I learned, and I like telling this to people too, is like I learned so much by doing it myself. And I honestly right. wish more people would do it too because, you know, they would learn, you know, more doing it the work firsthand too. But I'd, I'd like, you know, to be able to study some more teams as well. I mean, as like you said, there's only so much time in an off-season you know, I could do maybe two or three of these in off season. You know, there's 32 teams and yeah, I'd say probably two thirds of the league is doing some interesting stuff that's worth studying. So, you know, it's just, it's a resource that as a coach four or five years ago, when I started, I was like, man, I wish there was something like this out there. And I'm like, well, if I'm thinking that I'm sure other people are too. Right. So this is mostly, probably most of our audience are our high school coaches and high school coaches can be a skeptical bunch. So you will have guys, you know, pretty consistently, I'll see stuff out there about, you know, well, my five foot seven quarterback can't run a concept that Josh Allen runs and uh, or Aaron Rodgers or that's for NFL guys and we can't do this. And to a skeptic, a guy, a high school coach that says, why am I studying an NFL team? Just for instance, like what would you say to that? Kind of what would be your response? I know I've, I've already had those conversations with some guys. I have my own, but let's go straight to the source. Like what's your response to skeptics? Well, number one, I, you know, us at Providence, our run game is, is a very college slash pro style slash NFL based system. And I think a lot of the stuff I study, you know, the NFL doing is stuff that we do already at the high school level, um, even before I started doing these books. So first of all, I think there's already a lot of carryover that a lot of people don't necessarily see, especially with the run game. I think, you know, obviously in the high school game, you see so many different run schemes, you know, depending on where you're watching the game on a Friday night. So I think, you know, if you see it in the NFL, you're bound to see it in the college game. Secondly, I try to pick teams that 
the, the schemes help the players, specifically the quarterback, right? So like the Detroit Lions, you know, we all know, obviously, you know, the LA Rams dumped golf after, you know, one or two bad seasons, right? He's, he's a limited quarterback. He's very good. He does certain things well, but he's very limited. You know, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? He's not Josh Allen. Right. So what the Lions did scheme-wise, you know, whether it be in their play action and their drop back or their screen game to help him out is something like, okay, they got a career year out of this guy. What did they do to help him? And those types of coaching points and scheme variations are things that do apply to the high school level very directly. How are yeah, they helping absolutely. this guy? How are they helping the offensive line? If the offensive line is struggling, pass protecting, how do they game plan for certain studs on defense, whether it be a safety, you know, a linebacker, a, a pass rusher, right? Like there's all that stuff carries over. It's a great point. And I think you also, you're hearing more and more guys that, you know, Andy Reid famously said, you know, that the game is moving up from, you know, the high school level to the college level to the NFL level. And, of course, high school guys love to hear that, and, and it, you know, makes you feel good. But the reality is that quarterbacks are so much more developed, and they are running concepts at younger and younger ages that used to be, quote, NFL concepts. And so the idea, like, that's Bush League high school stuff, that doesn't even exist anymore because I've coached at high schools that are running some concepts you see in the NFL. And I think probably every team that we play – throughout the year is running something you can say an NFL or college team runs that concept. There's not in the passing game. There's not high school passing concepts anymore and NFL passing game concepts. So I think if you're studying one, I mean, you're studying all of them and it's bettering you as a coach period. How can you go wrong studying, you know, somebody else? Certainly. And I think, you know, there's certain concepts like one concept in particular that I've I've started to see creep up a little bit more. And the Cleveland Browns were really good at this when I studied them last off season. It's, it's kind of like a three level flood. It's like a pylon sale concept. So you'll have like a deep corner, you know, from uh, one of the receivers in a bunch. And then the second guy will run like a 10 yard sale. And then you usually have some sort of guy in the flat, you know, whether it be a check down or a guy off play action or something. And, you know, it's just a flood concept, but it's just a small tweak where it's okay. Now, if you get the guy jumping number two, your quarterback has a shorter throw to that pylon route and a ton of big plays come off of it, too. So just little adjustments like that to concepts. But at the same time, okay, say you got a younger quarterback. He doesn't have a super strong arm. Okay, maybe you just don't carry that particular concept over. you got to match up the skill. You know, you got to match up the scheme with your personnel. But there's definitely a lot of opportunities, you know, from studying these teams. Okay. On the other hand, are there any dangers you've come across in this? Like, so one thing that comes to mind for us, we'll be studying NFL concept and the high school hashes are such a big deal in our game. It's almost a different game at times because of the high school hashes. And so you'll look at the space for a certain concept and until maybe the Federation comes to their senses and lets us move the hashes in. I know the defensive guys listening are losing their minds, pulling their hair out, hearing me say that, but I can't wait to have, uh, the hashes moved in maybe one day, coached in an all-star game one time, and it was the ball went back to the middle every play. The defense coaches were losing their minds. I was in heaven. Mm. It was awesome. But are there any dangers, things like that, any dangers that you've studied so many NFL teams, you coach high school ball? Is there anything that you do want to say, hey, here's kind of a word of warning, or you know, maybe this is something I have to look out for if I'm really studying these NFL teams? I think the one you hit on just there with the hashes is a huge one. I think there's a lot of concepts, especially that, that one we were just talking about, the pylon sale concept that's a far throw to the far side of the field in the high school game. It's almost too condensed to the short side to run that. So that one in particular is one that doesn't translate super well from that standpoint. And the other piece of it too, and specific to that concept is also, okay, this is a great play. It was really successful for, you know, the lions, but Hey, it might not be successful for us because number one, we might not have the guys to do it. But number two, we're also seeing different defensive looks like, you know, for instance, the NFL's 
by and large, still a cover three league. Like you see a lot of single high, a lot of zone, you know, spot drop, whether it be spot drop or pattern match. It's still by and large a cover three league. There's more and more two highs creeping in. But, you know, of our 14 games we played last season, we all the way to the state championship game. But out of our 14 games we played, I want to say maybe one or two teams ran cover three. So we were seeing so much quarters that, you know, it's just it's different, right? It's like, say, you know, NFL teams are game planning for cover three more. Well, if you're running a concept that they're running, you know, against quarters, it's going to look different. It's going to play out different. So understanding the context of what you're seeing. Okay, why did they run this? Why was it successful? Why wasn't it successful? And I try to touch on that in my books, too. But that's a big danger. You know, the funny thing in studying that the NFL's changing is kind of it's the reverse of college where just now the NFL is becoming more and more of a quarters league and they're starting to get, you know, two high safety looks that do different things. Whereas a lot of the old passes, they're seeing man and they're seeing, you know, vision or spot drop cover three, some things that we haven't even been seeing in high school for the last, you know, decade or so were really common. So to hear guys say, hey, you know, that passing concept doesn't work. Well, like if you are seeing a lot of cover three, they're seeing cover three too. You know, these passes are good. So, you know, it goes back to that same discussion of you're exactly right. What coverages are you seeing and how do you adapt what you're seeing? They have to have some for everything. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just take two or three things that are good. One more piece of that before we move on is a lot of the Shanahan McVay type play action stuff fits in that bucket perfectly. So much of that stuff is built for, you know, cover three and single high, getting the hook defender to bite, getting the flat defender to high low. Where in quarters, you know, these safeties can pass guys off. You know, they're able to rob stuff. A lot of that stuff has a hard time translating if you're, if that, if you're seeing specifically more quarters as well. So that's, that's a great specific example of concepts that don't trade, you know, translate over as much. It's more like the flood, the flood type stuff or like the, the high cross concepts in particular. Yeah, that's a great point. We talked a little bit about the lines that you brought up Shanahan McVay system. Another team that you studied this offseason was the Dolphins. So, which obviously the amount of success that they had compared to what they had the season prior was, was pretty substantial. Uh, clearly had a few personnel changes, but a lot of those guys were still in place. What was it that intrigued you about the Dolphins or made you really want to deep dive into them? Number one, obviously the explosive plays. You know, I think we, you know, especially as offensive coordinators, we understand that, you know, it's great to move the ball up and down the field, but if you're not creating explosives, you're making things hard on yourself, right? You have to be perfect. A false start or a holding could really set you off. If you can create explosive plays, you're usually in a good position to win a football game. And they did that better than anybody. Another piece, too, is, you know, Tua, obviously he's a good quarterback because he's playing in the NFL. Relative to a lot of the guys in the league, he's limited, right? He can't. Yeah, I've got tons of clips of him trying to throw deep comebacks. And that ball's getting there later, barely getting there. It might get there on the one hop, right? So, like, from that standpoint, okay, they're creating all these explosive. How are they getting to him scheme-wise? Because he's not throwing go balls. He's not just bombing it to Tyreek Hill. You know, they're scheming guys open, and they certainly did. A ton of concepts that they were doing, creating space for these guys on in-breaking routes, you know, whether it be the bang-dig concepts or certain other play-action concepts to get these guys the ball in space and to create yards after the catch, while also playing the two of strengths was something that was definitely worthwhile to study. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, 
Vertical Rays has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalrays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com slash demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. So one of the concepts that you really talk about in the book that has taken all of football by storm uh, is a boot slash RPO. We always argue online, everybody, about whether or not it's an RPO or, you know, whether it's a naked, but you have a post, you have some type of rail route or wheel route, whether or not it's slow and you have something to the flat. And the Dolphins did a really good job of running that. And you talk about that a lot in the book. Could you just kind of, for the, our listeners, describe that concept as something a lot of people are interested in? And maybe the Dolphins may have been the best team at it in the NFL. Yeah, so just to kind of give a visual to the listeners, so think of it like a like a two by two snug set. Okay, so you got like say it's twelve personnel, so you got a tight end on each side off the ball. The Dolphins, in all the times they ran it last year, I think it was like forty or fifty times, they ran it a ton. They only handed the ball off once. So for all intents and purposes, I called it play action. And I think you know, I've heard through the grapevine as well. They basically treated it like play action, you know, the way they installed it too. So to the side, the running back on, so the quarterback will fake it to the running back. The uh, two receivers to that side will kind of run like a switch vertical. So the outside guy will run mm-hmm. a seam. The the tight end will run a rail. So it's not a true wheel. wheel. He's kind of getting up to the numbers um, a little bit quicker to get there quicker for the quarterback. And then the tight end from the other side will run a slide. So, you know, seam rail slide, the way to describe it. Um, I called it in the book soda just because it's kind of like a pop pass. You know, I just use that term just to kind of keep it generic and give it a quick term to call it in the book. So, yeah, that was a very explosive concept for them. It worked really well, especially against, you know, all the single high they saw, right? put that flat defender in a bind, put that corner, you know, that flat defender in a corner, you know, you're kind of getting a three on two with the seam slow, seam rail slide. That's kind of a tongue twister, seam rail slide. Yeah. You get those three, getting those three on the flat defender in corner, you know, you're in good shape. If you get that hook defender to bite on the run or kind of try to fit that new C gap, if he thinks, you know, the, the other tight end, instead of running the slide route, he's, you know, running a slice block or something of that sort too. So, you know, all the single high they saw, you know, you had a hard time playing single high against that look. They would shred teams with it. The, and the uniqueness of how they were running it is like you're talking about that sort of switch release and the fact that I think Tua sort of has to just see the whole picture. It's not as standard as some of the others of, hey, this post is a dead route that we're just kind of taking people out of there. When they're running the switch concept, he's definitely throwing it to that outside guy that's switch releasing into the seam. And uh, so I think there's some uniqueness there to what they were doing compared to some other teams for sure. A lot of your books. So, we're, you know, Mike McDaniel working, you know, the, the Dolphins new head coach. A lot of your books are kind of from that Shanahan McVay tree. Now we all know that's one been it's become a really hot thing in the NFL. It's one of you know the most successful systems if you're looking at productivity just through all the different stats. But like, what is it about the general 
that general system that intrigued you or has made you get so much into that or cover it in so many of your books? Like what separates it, in your opinion, from other NFL systems as far as I mean, really specifically, let's talk passing game since that's what we're about. But, you know, the wide zone and all the different run game stuff that they do that we're known for from a passing game standpoint. What is it that intrigued you about that system? The ability to do kind of anything they need to do. You know, it's quarterback friendly in the sense that a couple of years ago when I started watching, like, I, you know, the concepts on tape, you know, they were interesting. But at the same time, you know, once you get into it more and more and you study it and you talk to other coaches and, you know, all these older playbooks circulating around the Internet, you start seeing how they teach stuff. And the way they teach it is really simple, too. You know, I've seen some NFL playbooks where the read for the quarterback is like half a page long. A lot of these concepts like, you know, the Shanahan guys, when they run, I'm sure most of the coach coaches listening have heard like the choice like choice stucco or choice return that they run. So it's like you got the weak side choice route and then you got like some sort of like a inverse whip route on the other side coming in. And they teach that just as one, two, set your feet, read the choice. If it's not there, come back to the return route. And it's that simple. You know, it's just a pure progression read regardless of coverage. And you're giving your best player a three-way go, you know, getting them a free release, usually out of a stack bunch too. So, you know, keeping things simple, but also putting pressure on the defense and creating lanes for your quarterback to throw the ball in. And obviously in the past game too, the different keepers they run, creating different three-level stretches that way throughout seasons. And then also all the other play action stuff they get to to create big plays down the field. You know, once again, going back to the explosives, right? They were, when I first started studying them, you know, back before the Niners, you know, were a thing, you know, back when Kyle first got there and they were struggling, you know, they were still creating explosives down the field you know, using different play action concepts to do it. And it, it intrigued me because not, not a lot of teams were not a lot of NFL teams were leaning into it at that point in time, too. I think the little unique twists that all those guys take, because it's very clear it's the same system and they're from the same tree. But they, there's so many little unique things. And if one thing for me that stuck out, because I've always been a, a big wide cross guy that's just been a part of my coaching heritage. Well, like you take Shanahan and these guys, so a typical wide cross backside, you know, if you're air raid, you're going to have the cross and then you're going to have some type of post curl or deeper dig. Well, a lot of times when these guys are running their, their crosses or middle read or through concepts, they're going to have something like the route you described, like, you know, a reverse uh, China route. Some of them call, uh, you know, people call it a loop route, a trail route. But for you guys that are listening, like imagine a guy runs a four, a four step out route, but then he comes back in the direction he's coming from. You know, it's a reverse whip route. Well, all of a sudden, if you really think about it, if I'm running that route, by the time I get to the fourth read in my progression, I'm probably under duress. I'm probably about to get hit. I've probably had to move in the pocket. And now you have a route that even though it's underneath, it's taken some time to get open. You've got ability to work through a progression. And now you're checking the ball down to a guy on the run, like a Debo Samuel, instead of having to make a throw 15 to 17 yards downfield on a backside dig. And I look at it and I'm like, that's brilliant. Just other teams aren't really doing that. They're more traditional in a lot in the ways they layer concepts. And these guys have so many unique twists to everyday concepts, I think. No, that's a great point. Um, and I know you're a big Dan Gonzalez guy too. So I know this is going to ring true to you, but you know, bringing, you know, scan reads, bringing guys into the quarterback's vision is something that I learned years ago from, you know, reading Dan Gonzalez's books and something that also stuck out to me while watching the 49ers tapes is regardless of what they're doing on the front side, you know, obviously, whether that be game plan specific or how they're attacking, you know, if the defense gets three over two over there, they squeeze that choice route. They got some sort of in breaking route. You know, it's those those China routes, those different backside dig combinations that they use to put guys in conflict on the backside. You know, it just creates a sound full field concept that makes sense for the quarterback and how his eyes work through progression. Right. It's, it's good stuff, man. We've hit on a lot of things. And I don't want to take any of your juice away if you got future book projects or different things coming out. But who are 
are you into right now or who are you studying and learning from or guys you think that are doing a really good job that guys listen to the pod should check out? Mm, that's a great question. Well, so right now I'm actually, I'm a little less than halfway through. I'm working on a Jaguars book right now. They do a ton of good stuff. And obviously that's outside of the Shanahan realm. It's more the Andy Reid stuff, but you know, Doug Peterson over the years has gotten a lot out of his quarterbacks too. So I'm, I'm knee deep in that yeah. stuff right now. And they're doing a lot of good stuff. This has been a fun project. Studying the 49ers every year is something that I have to make time for. I've done two books on them. And even the years I didn't do books, I did the same thing I went through, except actually writing the book. I went through and cut up all the games. That's somebody I make sure to study because every year he builds on what he did from the previous year and then he adapts it and tries to make it better. And I just started, you know, through um, you know, for my sub stack that I just started alert the post. I'm starting to do a series on the 49ers. So I'm just starting to get dive into those games, too. Uh, I'm really excited to see when, you know, when Purdy gets in, they get Christian McCaffrey, kind of all the different things they were doing because they were pretty darn explosive down the stretch there. Yeah. So if you got you guys that are listening, if you want to I mean, if you want to look at who a lot of people think is one of, if not the best offensive minds out there, Kyle Shanahan, I know you can go through Bobby stuff. You can just see how the system has evolved from when he was first there to now and check out the sub stack and you'll be able to see, you know, kind of what they did last year as they're starting to get your Christian McCaffrey's and, and all the different things. If you want to see him try and, you know, take a third string quarterback to the Super Bowl, that's pretty cool too. <laughs> so let's, a couple more questions. We're almost there towards the end, but this is one of the one I, we pretty much ask every guy that comes on here. And I think it's really big for us to be able to stay ahead as coordinators, as passing game guys of not only what defenses are doing, but also, you know, what are the new things that, are kind of coming around the bend offensively. What are, and this can be NFL, college, high school, whatever you want, but what are some current trends in the passing game you're seeing out there? Or it could be current trends you're seeing and how defenses are responding to how much better I think we as offensive coaches have gotten in the passing game. I mean, all the way down to the youth level, people can throw the ball better than ever before, and people are having to respond to that. So what are the game's trends? Where do you see this thing evolving? Where do you see it heading? I got two answers I want to, or two different directions I want to take this question because I, I obviously, yeah, I like thinking about this as often as I can too. First one is a direct scheme answer. So, talking a lot about the Shanahan guys, right? We're talking about these choice routes, these loops, these digs, right. attacking certain areas, certain sandboxes of the field. Well, defensive coordinators in the NFL, they're not dumb. You know, they're watching tape, they're trying to figure out how to stop this. And whether it be bringing one safety down to rob the middle of the field to take away some of this stuff, or, you know, playing a, a type of cover four, a type of, uh, you know, a saving cover seven where you're playing like man match quarters you know, where you're bracketing inside receivers, taking away these types of throws, yeah. you know, we're seeing that more and more. And I'm, I'm real excited to see, obviously, because I haven't watched all the Shanahan stuff from this year. And then obviously going forward, how these Shanahan guys try to adapt to that because defenses are doing a much better job at taking away some of that drop back stuff. So how do they evolve their concepts? How do they get the, you know, the number one week involved in these progressions a little bit more stuff like that. But then I think taking a step back, you know, outside of like specific plays, when I think of like, especially stuff I've learned studying these NFL offenses, like how they build all this stuff together, the different buttons they're pressing on certain downs and distances, how they game plan the red zone, how they game plan third downs, how they marry first and second down play calls together, like that kind of stuff to me is always evolving too, you know, because every year, you know, guys copy a play and then it takes defenses a few times to figure out, but stuff that'll carry over from week to week to season to season is kind of that overall play calling philosophy. You know, you can't run everything. You can't practice everything, but how do you build it together to create, you know, something that's scary to defenses? Yeah, you mentioned choice. And, you know, we're talking, guys, we're talking underneath choice routes, the NFL style that you see, not necessarily the deep choice that you'll see teams like ten, uh, Tennessee in college. But it's use. It's always been there. It has exploded in the NFL. And you've got most of these NFL teams. It's a copycat league, like everybody says. But, you know, like especially after what Cooper Cup did, in 2021, everybody wants a piece of that. And so everybody's getting that space player 
and really running that concept. So I think that's a great point is especially, you know, I'm a guy that loves option routes and always has and thinks you can even run them at the high school level. Uh, but how do people respond to that? And so building routes around that, that's really, really good. So we'll finish up with something. That's so much good stuff, man. It really is a lot to digest there. We'll finish off with something a little more lighthearted. So it's a passing game podcast, and there's a huge stereotype about passing game coaches out there. So we need to know two, the answer to two very, very important questions. In a game, and I know this may change for you because you guys have some cold weather up there. So sometimes you may have, you know, like it may be a little bit different. But are you a, a visor guy? Are you a ball cap guy? Or are you, a, you know what, I'm just going to rock it with no headwear? And then what is your pregame drink of choice? I found out so far a lot of these guys are Red Bull guys. That's not me. I'm old. <laughs> I drink coffee before the game, man. But uh, these guys are just pounding Red Bull and bang and all these energy drinks. And I guess that's kind of the Dana Holgerson stereotype. But where are you at on that? Where, where do you fall? So, uh, you know, especially when the weather's warmer, I'll have a ball cap on, especially practice, you know, you got to keep the sun off, you know, we're outside a lot, you know, coaching, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, expose your skin, you know, too much, you know, if you can avoid it. So I'll wear a ball cap on game days though. You don't want to got the headset on, you know, with the hat, it becomes too much. So I just usually go without the hat. Usually we play on Friday nights too. So you're not worrying about the sun. Never really a visor guy. Miss that era. Well, I'm a little younger. I'm in my early 30s now, but I think guys, you know, mid to late 30s, maybe even early 40s were kind of, you know, they're, they're more of the visor generation. So, yeah, that's that's the hat. And then obviously when it gets cold, I'm, put, I'm putting a beanie on. I'm putting a stocking hat on. And I'm, you know, we had some real cold games there close to Thanksgiving where I was doubling up on those. Like I put like a thin one underneath and then I put the Providence one over the top. Just, you know, you can't be cold. You can't, right, you can't be cold yeah. when you're trying when you're trying to coach on the sidelines. So. And then drink, man. I am. I might be your most boring guest. I'm drinking water. I'm not. I don't need coffee. I don't need red. Good I for need, you. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need to get my nerve. I don't need to jack myself up anymore. Um, I used to drink like Gatorade and stuff, but not as much anymore. I'm more just. Just give me some water. <laughs> Good deal. A healthy guy. That's smart, man. That's that's as a guy who's now 40. That's the smart move. Water before the game. Keep that head covered. All really good advice. Really good advice, Bobby, man. Awesome. Always good to talk to you. There's so much stuff there. Uh, I took a ton of notes just sitting here listening to you. Really, really good stuff. You guys check out any of his books. Uh, it's on Amazon. He's got a great, great Twitter feed. And now he started a sub stack. You can check that out, too. Uh, so if, if you need a content fix uh, for football, he's one of my go to guys. And you guys check that out, too. Really appreciate you being on. man. My pleasure, Josh. As we pointed out in the introduction, Bobby Peters, just great at explaining the game, and we saw that shine through here. Coach, what are your three takeaways from this one with Coach Peters? Well, I think if you listen to the pot at all, that the fact that we as high school coaches can study higher levels, specifically the NFL game, and we can find ways to apply that uh, to ourselves at the high school level. You know, I think it's just so easy to say that, you know, those are the best players in the world. They have nothing to do with me. But Bobby kind of showed us how – you can study those NFL teams and, and you can apply it to yourself. And I think the second point that goes into that is look for guys in the NFL that are having to overcome things that maybe you're having to overcome. I mean, we're, none of us are going to have Aaron Rodgers necessarily, but everything is relative. So let's say you have a quarterback that maybe has arm strength issues. What Bobby talked about was find those NFL teams that are still explosive. And they may have a quarterback that, you know, is not just absolutely ripping 20-yard comeback throws, but they're still finding ways to be explosive. And you can take those things and apply it to your own offense in your study, even if it's not a specific play. How are they attacking specific parts of the field or how are they getting guys the ball? 
Uh, I think the third thing is just Bobby's look at the evolution of offense. See, when you're doing your off-season study, you know, if you stick with one offense for two or three years, you can really see how they evolve, and you can look at some of the best coaches in the world and see, okay, what was their answer to this? They're really good at this play. Well, how are defenses attacking that? And so you're able to develop answers in a really quick way using some of the best coaches in the world. Insightful takeaways there, Coach. Certainly another detailed episode. As I say every week, I really appreciate the work you're doing here in the Passing Lab, and we look forward to another great one next week. Awesome. Look forward to it. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for enhanced show notes with links to related episodes and resources. In addition, we have articles and our Winning Edge takeaways detailed in text. Also, sign up for our free weekly tip sheet, which highlights the best ideas from the previous week, trending episodes, and featured resources. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.